church over the last two years. So it got me thinking, you know, not only what is next, but it got me thinking, how do we follow God in these changing times? It's been an unprecedented season of change. So how do we follow God in these changing times? Now, in the Bible, in the Greek, there are two words which I think are incredibly helpful for us. They're the word chronos and the word kairos. And they talk about two qualities of time. Chronos, first of all, is, is the periods of time that you'll all be familiar with. Chronos is a clock. Chronos is the hours, the minutes, and the days. It's how we measure time with our diaries and our schedules. Matthew chapter 2 and 7, when Herod is asking the wise men where they found the star that would lead them to Jesus, Herod says, what time did the star appear? In other words, he's asking when in the calendar, what day, what moment in time, what specific locked-in moment in time did the star appear? That's Kronos. Kairos is moments or seasons of time where God steps in. In Matthew chapter 8 and verse 29, there's a story where, where Jesus is um, casting out some demons. I'll actually read you this verse. And um, he's casting out some demons, and he says to them, come out, and he, he casts them out. And the demons come back in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 29 and say, what have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us? Before the time, Kairos, the, the moment, the moment of divine sovereign action. They're talking about a specific moment where God is going to break in. And that's the difference between Kronos and Kairos. Kronos is measured in minutes. Kairos is measured in moments, moments where God steps in to history. Now, for you and I, think about it like this. Imagine you go to church one Sunday or you go to a particular meeting and God meets with you in an unexpected way that, that changes the trajectory of your life. Maybe that's the day you become a Christian. Maybe that's the day God speaks to you about a particular ministry. Maybe it's the day that God speaks to you about a, a change of job or a change of location. That moment is a kairos moment where God has broken into your life. Now, most of us, listen here, have a preference. Most of us have a preference to one or the other, depending upon our wiring and our personality. So many of us, we're, we're organized. We like to know our schedule. We like to know clear expectations. We like to have things planned out. So we love a chronos season. We, we love when things are ordered and set and we faithfully get on with that. We, we love that. We're uncomfortable maybe with the kairos moments when God breaks in and things come unexpectedly. 
For others of us, we're, we're maybe we're, we really love the experience. Maybe we're really prophetic in the way we're wired. We, we love God speaking to us. And, and we love the Kairos moments. In fact, we feel that Kronos can be quite boring and predictable. And we live for the moments when God breaks in and everything is incredible. It's like we want Kairos every moment of every day. We're there having our dinner with some friends and, and someone says grace. And we're like, oh, God, break in. Let there be incredible things that happen here now. And everyone else is like, I just want to eat my dinner. You know, but, but we're all wired in different ways. Some of us love the Kairos, God breaking in. And some of us love the Kronos, the ordered, the faithful. And it's important to say and hear this loud and clear. God is at work in both. God is at work in the Kronos and God is at work in the Kairos. It's not that one is good and one is bad. God truly values both and is at work in both. And there are seasons in our lives, there are seasons in history when it's a season of Kronos, a season of regular faithful rhythms before God. And there are then moments and seasons where God breaks in. This is the story of the Bible. This is what happens in Scripture. Let me just illustrate this to you. So, for example, in Scripture, in the book of Exodus, if you read the second book of the Bible, the book of Exodus, where God's hand is upon the Israelites, you'll read in the book of Exodus of plagues coming down from heaven. You'll, you'll read how God broke in and the Israelites, a slave nation, managed to say that Pharaoh, the mightiest power at the time, let them go because of the ten plagues that were sent. Like the world power was destroyed by the little slave nation of Israel because it was a Kairos moment and God was at work. If you read on in Exodus, you'll read how Moses goes up onto the mountainside. The Ten Commandments are given. The presence of God is, is there in incredible ways. There's the visible hand of God through the fire at night and the cloud at the day. Exodus is a window of Kairos, a window where we see, wow, God is at work. But then the Israelites get into the Promised Land. They get into the promised land, and there's a few battles that God wins for them, the Battle of Jericho and a few others. But then you have a Kronos time, because what do the Israelites do? They, every day, God tells them to plant crops, build houses, and have families. Plant crops, build houses, and have families. He tells them to do the rhythms of godly living, the rhythms of life, faithful, regular godly Kronos season. Skip a little bit. We can get in the Bible to the season where there's Samuel and David and Solomon. And again, we see a season where there's a Kairos time, where God breaks in. There's a miraculous defeating of powerful nations. There's the presence of God. There's the establishment of the temple. You could go into it, but you see, well, God is here in a very real way for a season. 
Then again, not a lot happens following that. Then you get to the year of the prophets. You remember the Elijah, the Elishas, when fire comes down from heaven, where there's the miraculous provision of oil and flour. You see this Kairos season, this window that the prophets have, where God is at work in powerful ways. Then it's all quiet again, and then we get to the New Testament, Jesus coming, the miraculous birth. Of, of Christmas, of Jesus being born to a virgin, a moment, a Kairos moment in history. Then you get Jesus' miracles and you get his death and his resurrection. But it's interesting to point out, even in the life of Jesus, listen to this, even in the life of Jesus, for 30 years, what is Jesus doing? For 30 years, Jesus is doing Kronos. He's doing regular faithful rhythms. He's honoring his parents. He's working hard. He's going to the synagogue. He's reading his scriptures. He's being faithful in the Kronos. He's being faithful and godly. And then we have three years of Kairos, where there are miracles, where there is incredible, you know, the, 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 the storms are stilled, the, the, the loaves and fishes are multiplied, the demonic are set free, the, the crippled are healed. So, it's important for us to understand the different seasons and the different ways that God works. And like I said, in no way, shape, or form is one better than the other. Most of us in this room, most of us are used to a Kronos mindset. Most of us are. We're wired to like that regular, ordered, faithful, persevering, God is at work. And then we feel ill-equipped when change comes. We, 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 we struggle then to navigate the change in the world. And we need a different mindset in a Kairos time. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I want to help us with over the next few minutes. And we're going we're gonna to look at how God guided the Israelites in the wilderness to the promised land. Because that nomadic experience with God in territory that they'd never been to before can really help us and show us how we are to live and to follow God in a changing world, in a changing season. Because in the wilderness, God gave manna from heaven. God led them into places that they'd never been to before. Their clothes did not wear out. There was provision and there was guidance. This is, I believe, a Kairos season that we are in. So how do we navigate that well? How can we follow God in these changing times. I'm going to look at four practical things that I hope will help you. Number one, expectations. I believe in a Kairos time, we need to change our expectations. We need to change how we view God's provision for us. You see, in a Kronos time, God is, and things are predictable. And things are relatively ordered. But in a Kairos time, God is doing something different. And it's not what we are used to. 
In Exodus chapter 16, we read there that God says to the Israelites, I will rain down on you manna from heaven every day. Manna from heaven every single day. Now, I want you to think for a minute about this. My math is not great, but, but bear with me. So the Israelites were roughly in the wilderness for 40 years. Scholars tell us that there was roughly about a million Israelites who came out of Egypt. And they were in the wilderness for 40 years before they went into the promised land. So let's just say over that time, an increase in amount of people from 1 million to roughly 5 million people that went into the promised land. Let's just say 4 million people, say a rough average over the years, 4 million people times 365 days times 40 years, roughly will get to you around 50 billion plus. 50 billion plus portions of daily manna God gave to the Israelites. God was incredibly faithful in the provision, but it was in a very different and unusual way. In a Kairos season, we are to expect God to provide in miraculous ways. In a Kairos season, we are to look to God in ways that previously we may not have. We are to raise our expectations. In a changing world, we are to raise our expectations that God is at work. Now, for us as a church, I really believe that God, in the season of Kairos, you see, gave us this venue. In a changing time when we didn't have a venue, God gave us the hub in Stratford as a venue for us to meet in during the week on Sundays and do incredible mission and community activities. God provided in a miraculous way in a season of change. But my, my, my call to us all is to not stop there. For our expectations to increase, for God to provide in this continuing Kairos changing season. I want us to be expectant, and this is not a word from God or prophetic uh, kind of pronouncement, but I want us to be expectant and looking to God to say, well, God, is there another building you might have for us? Are there other opportunities you might open for us? We've seen God's hand upon what we're going on in this church amongst the young people, both through Sundays, both through Young Life, lots of things that have been going on. We say, Lord, thank you for all that you are doing. But let's have an expectation to look for God for more in this Kairos moment. Let's have an expectation to say, well, God, you provided a building. You've provided an open doors with young people. Let us be expecting that there might be more. It's great to hear from Dave for the finances and, and praise God for the increase of people's generosity. But we're to be expectant, I believe, in a Kairos time for God to provide more financially, for God to provide more in different ways through different people in different ways, but to, to provide for God's people. You see, in a Kairos time, God is intensely predictable in his provision. And we're to raise our expectations 
in the change, in the uncertainty. We're not to hide away, but we're to realize that God has incredible resources in heaven that he loves to pour out, and we're to be expectant for him to do that. So the first thing, in changing times, how do we follow God? We raise our expectation. Second thing, we need to trust God more in changing times. You see, things might not make sense. In a Kronos time, we can almost build a map or build a five-year plan and predict the path and predict the route. In a Kairos time, every step in the wilderness is one that we have never made before. Again, let me hear it loud and clear. It's not that one is better than the other. But you see, in a Kronos time, we get set in the patterns, good patterns, daily rhythms, godly ways of doing things. But in a season of change, we need to say, God, I, I, I want to go with you wherever you are going. I don't know the next step. I don't know the details of the plan, but I am willing to go with you. In times of change, we are to trust God more. We're to look to him for the next step. The map, the plan that we have may not be useful any longer because God may have a better plan for us. A great example of this, and if you've got time, go read Acts chapter 16 when you get home today. A great example of this is Paul on his second missionary journey. So the Apostle Paul had done his first missionary journey, preached in different places, planted a whole bunch of churches. And then he basically got out a strategic plan and said, right, from Galatia, this great church that I planted, I'm going to go out into all the neighboring cities and neighboring areas and plant more churches. That was his strategic, logical, thought-through plan. Most of us would say, yeah, good plan, Paul. That makes absolute sense. That's exactly what you would do from the strategic base of Galatia. But God said no. To each of his, I'll go over here. God said no. Paul said, well, go over here. God said no. I'll go over here. God said no. Everywhere that Paul thought to go, God said no. So what does Paul do? You, you can read in Acts 16. He, he wanders around for, for kind of like hundreds of miles in what is modern-day Turkey. And in the end, he gets to Greece. You see, Paul thinks one way, but God's got a better plan. Because 500 miles over that way towards Greece is this incredible opportunity to open doors and do incredible work for the gospel and plant churches in ways that wouldn't have been thought possible. We're to follow God in a different way in changing times, and that will mean that we need to trust him more. It might not make sense. We might have to Go out on a limb and do something that we've not done before. Do something that we don't understand or doesn't logically for us anyway make sense. Galatians 5, Paul talks about it. He says, keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is a person. 
And so we are to walk behind our person of the Holy Spirit, following his guiding and his leading wherever he takes us and wherever he leads us. And let me say this. I think there's something really godly and really wise about being vulnerable about that. What I mean is, is saying things like, I'm pretty sure God is calling me to do X, but I feel a bit scared. Or I'm going to step out and do Y, but you know what? I'm just really unsure. I think that models something beautiful. It models how we are to follow God in a Kairos season. We, we won't have everything nailed. We won't have all the answers to our questions, but we are to work it out as we trust God. We're to work it out as we follow God's footsteps, as we follow the Holy Spirit. So how do we follow God in changing times? It's about increasing our expectations that God will provide in miraculous ways. It's about trusting God. Things might not make sense, but we are to trust him and keep in step with the Spirit. Third thing we are to do is we are to stay close to God in these changing times. Stay close to God because he will care for you in a wonderful, beautiful, supernatural way. The key is the proximity to God's presence. In the wilderness, when, when God was, was leading the Israelites in the wilderness, he gave them protection. But it wasn't from building a house. It wasn't from weapons. They were nomadic. They had tents, and they had to pitch them and move them and pitch them and move them. God protected the Israelites by a cloud by day and a fire at night. You see, the cloud and the fire, I don't know if you ever thought of it like this, they weren't just to guide the people, they were to protect the people. Because, you see, a cloud in the desert in the daytime protects you from the fierce desert sun. And a fire at night in the desert, which can get very cold, will protect you from its heat. So God, in his gentle, beautiful, wonderful way, was caring for his people as well as guiding his people. You see, in times of change, following God's guidance is a very good thing. But as we follow God's guidance, it's not just for the plans and the purposes he has for us. It's if we're keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, there's a safety and a protection that comes when we are intimate with his presence. God's presence is what protects us. When we stay close to him, our mind is not engaging with the lies of the world. When we stay close to him, we are not listening to the noise out there because we are protected under his wings. Stay close to God and know his care. Know his protection. All of us face many challenges and we're seeking God for guidance. 
But as we seek God for guidance and as we are looking to trust him and follow him, know that staying close to God is also the place of greatest protection. The place where God's arms are wrapped around us. Sometimes some of us get into situations where we struggle and, and where we, we face the, the, the dangers out there because we have wandered far away from the protection of God's arms. We willingly wander away and then face some of the backlash and some of the battles of this world. But if we stay close to his presence, to the cloud that protects us, to the fire that gives us warmth, then we will know the hand of his protection over us, over our minds and over our lives. In changing times, we are to stay close to God. And lastly, in changing times, we're to know that God accelerates things in Kronos times that just doesn't happen. Sorry, accelerates things in Kairos times that just doesn't happen in Kronos times. You see, Kairos moments are hard, but they're significant. I guarantee you, all of you, if you were to say to me, if I was to ask you the question, what is your favorite Bible story? You might say David and Goliath. You might say Elijah on Mount Carmel. You might say Jesus' miracles. Whatever Bible story you give, I would be almost certain to say that that is a Kronos, sorry, I can't get it wrong myself, a Kairos moment that is hard but is significant. It is a Kairos moment that is difficult, that is challenging, but God breaks in in that Kairos moment and there is acceleration of breakthrough or acceleration of growth or acceleration of God doing amazing, incredible things. Almost none of you would say my favorite Bible passage is the time of exile. Or my favorite Bible passage was when the Israelites built houses and planted crops. It's the Davids, it's the Elijahs, it's the Elishas, it's Jesus' ministry. It's Kairos, but it's tough. The, the narrative of God accelerates in turbulent seasons when things are tricky and things are difficult and there are change and challenges aplenty. That is when God's purposes and plans accelerate. Many of you will be going through changing times, tough times. I want you to know that it is a Kairos moment, that God is at work, that you're to press through with the challenges and difficulties that you face, but know that it is also a season where God's work will accelerate, that in the difficulties and in the challenges, his purposes and plans will accelerate. It's challenging, it's changing, it's difficult. It's Kairos. And in that Kairos moment, God will break through and accelerate the plans and purposes of God. Let me conclude. I'm aware this is like a, this is like a one-off 
message, but I really felt it was timely. I really felt it was pertinent to many of us individually, but also corporately. Listen, change is exhausting. Many of us, we're exhausted. We've been through the mill. We've been through the ups, the downs, the rounds, the rounds, the ups, the downs, and we're just trying to stay standing. Change is exhausting. It's important to say that. It's important to acknowledge that. And as I said, the last two and a half years, we've had unprecedented amounts of change. If you compare it to the last 40 years that came before it. But church, what we do now matters. What we do now matters. And we have a faithful God who is at work. And this is a time and this is a moment and this is a a season to walk with him and see him do some incredible things amongst us and in us and through us. How do I follow God in these changing times? It's about expectations. God can do immeasurably more than I can ever ask or imagine. What are your expectations? I would say in this changing, challenging times, our expectations are not to lower, but to increase. How do I change God in these challenging times? I need to trust him more. I need to trust him more than I ever have before. I need to trust him to lead me and to guide him. Your plans, your schedules are good. God is in our plans and our schedules. That is a good thing. But we are to be ready to go with him where he may lead us. We are to be ready like Paul to say, well, all of the places and doors that I push are shut. No, no, no. So I will go over to Greece. I will go 500 miles in the opposite direction. Because your plans and purposes are over there. And you have incredible opportunities to unlock that I could never have imagined. So in a time that is challenging, in a time that is changing, we are to trust God more than we ever have before. To lead us and guide us and keep in step with the Spirit. How do I follow God in these changing times? I must stay close to him because that is where the protection is. Under the shadow of his wing. That is where the protection is. And I believe it most significantly about our minds and our mental well-being. Because if we step out of his plans and we step out of intimacy with him... That is when the battle of our mind gets crazy and we go down, down, down. But when we stay close to him, there is a protection, a covering that comes over us. A covering of the eagle with our little chicks underneath. A protection that comes. And some of you just need to hear that. It's... In these changing times, stay close to him. Because that's where the protection is. 
And then finally, how do I follow God in these changing times? You're to know that in the tough times, in the changing times, in that Kairos swirling mix, it's tough, it's difficult, but there, there are the miracles that accelerate God's plans and purposes in ways that in other seasons we just do not see. It is confusing at times following God, especially in this time. It's a struggle at times to follow him in this season. But my last challenge to you before we respond and worship, to just break it down to its most simple. We are to take the next step. We are to simply take the next step that God shows you to make. How do you follow God in changing times? You take the next step. You take the one step, and then the next step, and then the next step, and then the next step. That is how you follow God in changing times. One step at a time. With our expectations raised, with our trust increased, close to our loving Heavenly Father, with the excitement of accelerated breakthrough like never before.